Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And if I can get everybody to do me a big old favor today, if I can get everybody to unmute real quick, just real quick, and let me get a yay, yay for Joy and Liza. I heard somebody say like, yay, yay. Come on, Pastor Jeff. Come on. I just love it, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Trevor Houston, and you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We now have more than 12 hours of programming each weekday starting at 5 a.m. plus 6 a.m. to noon Saturday and Club 111 on Sunday. So go ahead and click, click that greenhouse at the top of the screen to make sure you're following the club. And don't miss a day. Right now, take a picture uh, or a screenshot wherever you're listening. Post it to your feed on Instagram and click uh, check in by tagging at Breakfast with Champions Club. Good morning. Good morning. We're super excited you are here. You're now tuning in to the Who You Know and Dr. Rowe show segment. Good morning, Dr. Rowe. How are you today? Good morning, Trevor. I am absolutely fabulous. Thanks for asking. Well, who do we got today? What are we doing? What what we got going on today? Well, as you know, there are a lot of gems right within the Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club. And one of those amazing people is an extraordinary certified coach, TEDx speaker, consultant, and an elevator and amplifier of so many women. And so today we are going to be interviewing the amazing Lolita with a T Walker. Woo woo! Woo woo! Yay, yay! Woo woo woo! Yay! 
Good morning, Lolita. How are you doing? Good morning. Listen, I am so excited to be here today and um, really be interviewed because sometimes you pull out so much more than what we're able to give inside of a segment or in an answer. So I'm ready to have some fun. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Yes, I'm so excited, Lolita. There is so much about you that I don't know, nor does Trevor. And we want to talk so much about the leadership, the accolades, everything you've done. But the first thing I want to ask you, I've heard you many times talk about Morgan State University, and I have many friends that have gone there, and I see the amazing pride that you have when you talk about that on the stage. So I have to ask first, how did they shape you to be the amazing woman you are today? Ooh, 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 I love my HBCU. Um, for those not familiar, historically black college and university, what a powerful question. Um, Morgan State University shaped me in a way that was, it's this unfounded love. It is a family that really holds you in the best and the worst of times. You know, it wasn't until Morgan State University that I was really able to see folks in super elevated positions really caring about you and pulling you up. I remember one of my teachers pulling me after class and saying, Lolita, I'd love for you to come talk to me. And I got to his office and he said to me, you have so much untapped potential. I wanna see you soar. So this is what I need you to do. And he gave me another book. It was in an engineering course. And he said, here you are. I want you to read this. And when you do your senior thesis, this is going to be material that you're going to be able to use. And I think it's this whole notion of someone really taking the time, seeing something in you that you don't really see and pulling it out of you. That's why I do what I do. And that's why Morgan State is so super important to me to the point of <laughs> I am still, I just was speaking at Morgan State last week, three days in a row, really talking about how um, to embrace fear, how to walk in fear and reduce stress in a dynamic workforce. Because what we know, I don't know if you all know, but Morgan State is one of the schools that is coming back in full force in September as of right now. And so I lead what's called a workshop committee for the university to make sure that we have the right resources and workshops to talk to the faculty, staff, and students. So Morgan State University has been such an amazing piece of my life and it gave me determination, it gave me will, it gave me perseverance, and it really shifted my perspective. I didn't even know how ready I was to enter the workforce. Thank you for sharing that because when you speak, you just exude such confidence, excellence, not only for Morgan State University, but I can tell now why you pivoted to how you work with other women, with even men around you to help them be leaders. So shout out to Morgan State University and thank you for sharing that. So Lolita, we, we must hear you tell us just a little bit more about yourself that none of us know here on the stage. And I know you have a lot unpacked that's phenomenal. Trevor and I were just like in awe just reading all of the things you've done, but tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, what a loaded question. I love it. Tell me about me. Um, I love to introduce like my, <laughs> right? <laughs> tell me How about you. I'm asking the best questions. <laughs> um, tell you a little bit about me. So I love to introduce myself as I empower, I am passion, I am purpose. 
I empower because no matter where I am, no matter what stage I'm at, or no matter who I'm speaking to, then I bring all of me. And I want to give you all of me undivided, right? So I'm power. I'll give it to you. I'll plug it in and I'll leave it right there so that you can pull on it as you go throughout your day. I am passion. I am passionate because I believe so firmly in what it is that I do. I know for sure that I am put on this earth to help you feel this power that is in your paws, to help you to see the greatness that is already inside of you that you have yet to see, to replay it back to you, and then to help you shift. How do I know that? Because I've been told what I've done. How do I know that? Because I feel it. How do I know that? Because I am sitting in my paws and I reflect right? Taking time to reflect and to really assess. So um, passion, power, and purpose, right? And when you are living in those two, then you're absolutely living in your purpose. So that's a little bit about me, not too, too much, but I'm a TEDx speaker. I could tell you about that journey one day. Um, I'm on a couple of TEDx rooms inside of here, so you can hear my journey if you, if you follow me. I am a certified life leadership and executive coach, and as you said, it's really around my passion, power, and purpose. It's because I know what I've demonstrated. I sit in what I call clarity plus confidence equals the commitment of how you show up. I love that C-Rock talked about C's. Ashley Wilkerson, I don't know if you all follow her. She's so dynamic. She has five C's and I have three. It's so amazing. And who I am is really a mother of one. I'm a divorced mom of one. I'm a single divorce mom of one. I am so blessed to have been on this earth with both of my grandmothers. One passed recently, but I'm so blessed to be in a state that I can say thank you and I sit in gratitude. So who am I? I am Lolita E. Walker. I am a combination of power, passion, and purpose. And I really live for my family, my faith, and absolute fun in whatever I do. If it doesn't hit on those, then I'm not doing it. It's a, it's a, it's a hard no. That is wonderful. And I love it. I love the boundaries that you set around yourself and others and the things that you implement when it's time to just simply say no. So it's amazing. And we thank you for definitely doing that. We have a, another question before I bounce it over to Trevor. I know that you're a certified life and executive coach, and sometimes people may not know the difference. So I just want you to explain that just a little bit and then tell us what is the most intriguing aspect of each of those? Ooh, look at these questions. They're so good. Um, yeah. So a life coach, I'll tell you the difference between a life and an executive coach in Lolita's perspective, right? Everything we do is life. So whatever challenges that you have, what I'm, what I'm certified to be able to do is ask you powerful questions to be able to pull out what is already inside of you, right? That's for work. That's for life. That's for home. That's for whatever challenge you're going through that has you feeling like you're stuck in mud, that has you feeling like, you know what, there's absolutely more for me and I, I want to get there. So what I see the difference is, is when I work with folks on life coaching, right? When I work with folks on life coaching, it is a reminder that you are a holistic person. So whether you're coming to me to talk about career, whether you're coming to me to talk about relationship, whether you're coming to me to challenge you differently because you know there's bigger, better, and bolder for you, you just don't know how to get there. Whether you're coming to me for accountability, whatever that is, 
I always start with the fact that you are standing on a foundation of strengths and you are a holistic person, which means that in life, I will help shift you. What we work on here is transferable to each and every one. Now that's also when I deal with executives as well, but the difference in what I work with executives for is really taking a look at the strategy, really taking a look at pushing them beyond where they're standing right now, pushing them beyond the accolades that they get every day. Because what we also know is that the higher you get within your organization, the less folks that you have to talk to in a very um, transparent way because folks are already pressing expectations onto you. Folks are already um, have preconceived notions of decisions that are being made. And quite frankly, people at that level really tiptoe around who is it that I can talk to? Who is it that I can lean on? Who is it that can challenge me in a way that is beyond where I'm standing right now? And guess what? I might be standing as the CEO. How can I think differently in order to shape and shift those under me in order to shape and shift me? So everything comes back to life, but the difference in perspective for me within my coaching practice is that we start really at a strategic level and I'm able to push a little differently because of where they sit, where they sit and because the work that we're typically talking about is inside of their professional career. Now, here's a tidbit about it. Everything always comes back to the foundation of you everything. So no matter where we start, we always end up doing some pieces of life coaching. I hope that helps. <laughs> I love it. This is so juicy to me. I'm having so much fun. I don't know if anybody else is, but I'm having fun. <laughs> Lolita, you're hitting them with all the mic drops. We appreciate you so much. And I also want to acknowledge we have uh, Andrew Branton's here. Welcome back. We hope you're enjoying this segment and we are glad you're here. You can jump in at any time if you'd like. Uh, Lolita, I also have another question for you. Um, when you said earlier, you talked about the power within your pause. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that and kind of describe what that means to you, the power within your pause? And hey, Andrew, so nice to see you again. I loved your talk the other day. Um, you know, I talk this all the time, so I'm so glad you're asking because there's so many probably sitting out there like, what the heck is Lolita talking about? I choose to believe that our pause in life, in life is when we take what I call momentary interruptions, when we recognize that it is okay to gift ourselves permission to sit in our stillness. It is okay to know that as a woman, I'm born to nourish. I give so much of myself to everyone else, but rarely do I take the time, the energy, and the resources to pour back into me. But what if, what if I gave myself permission to do that? And if we think about why we don't do that, some of the reasons that come up are, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, then this is gonna fall apart. Oh my goodness, this person can't do it as good as me. Oh my goodness, I gotta be there for that person. Pause, literally. And when I say feel the power in that, it is this. I want you, when you pause, when you give yourself permission, when you plan in your pause, when you notice that this right here, like this talk, this interview right here might be somebody's momentary interruption. It might be the pause that someone needs in order to shift them differently. When you recognize that what you're giving to others that you absolutely deserve, that pause, that thing right there, 
that yellow light, that thing that is saying in this moment, what color are you on your stoplight? Like that thing, you can then feel the power in it. When I say feel the power in it, it is that when you decide to unplug, you're then able to gain additional current when you do plug. When you decide to unplug and challenge yourself, think about what is it that I want to do. Create a strategy. Look at your lens differently. Rub your eyes a little bit. Look beyond where right now is. Know that the circumstance, like you are not your circumstance. Are you kidding me? Hell no, we are bigger, better, and bolder than all of that. God did not put us on this earth to sit in one moment. God did not put us on this earth to be stuck. Therefore, you have to gift yourself these momentary interruptions so that you can refuel you, so that all the chaos, all the distractions, all the limiting belief, all the stuff that is going on around you, you can literally sit in the middle of that storm and watch it go around and around. And why? How do you get out? You take one chunk by one chunk by one chunk and watch that chaos slow down around you. That is when you choose to pause. That is when you choose to feel the power. And imagine all of that. You come out and imagine plugging back in. Come on now. That's power. That is power. Woo. Like all the mic drops up in here today. That's what I'm talking about. So I was reading your bio and it says that you also leap from your uh, your senior position in corporate America, right? You kind of took that leap of faith. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that journey and what it was like for you having to to leave um, <laughs> leave corporate yes. America like that? Yes, let me tell you really quickly. Let me try to make it succinct. Um, I was in corporate for almost 20 years and I worked for Procter & Gamble. I love my time in corporate. Let me tell you, such an amazing company, by the way. Um, and likely 90% uh, of your products in your house are um, Procter & Gamble, actually. Loved the company. I started off as an intern in industrial engineering and progressed, was able to live in Germany, was able to do so much. What the company does very well is invest in training, invest in learning, and really help you to navigate through different functions within the company and abroad. So, so good, right? So I knew that when we, when we were acquired, so I worked for Gillette brand first and did a lot within blades and razors. And then I put in my notice twice. One day we'll talk about that. But when I decided to go to CoverGirl, which was also a brand under the Procter & Gamble brand, it got divested a couple of years later and it was purchased by Cody. Cody is a French beauty company. And what I recognized early on is that I didn't know there was something inside of me that said, you know what, there might not be a match. Okay, you can feel something like that, no problem. Was it the difference? Was it the change that was happening? Hmm, I don't know, one could argue. But what I also knew because I sat in a decision-making space on a leadership team, on an executive leadership team was this, is that there was gonna be opportunities for reduced headcount. So in my mind, I could already see where things were being cut. I could already feel this thing inside of me. I already knew. So when my manager, and I talk about this in my TEDx talk, but when my manager asked me, said, Lolita, listen, we want you to go to New York and we want you to kind of start up this thing. And I said, eh, no, thank you. 
that right there didn't take a lot of thought for me. That right there wasn't a fear to me. That right there, after I said the word no, actually in that moment, such a weight was released off of my shoulders and I didn't know what that was, right? So I leave um, with a couple of other people. Now my mini retirement was pretty cool for a couple weeks. And in my mind, I said, huh, I'm just going to go back to corporate. I'm very good in the space. I know how to navigate it. I'm smart. I can do this thing. But what happened while I was there was that I recognized in my mini retirement how much I was giving. I was giving a thousand percent. Let me tell you something. I worked my ass off up until the moment that I left, up until the second that I walked out of that building because I wanted to make sure that my team that I managed was going to be in a great position. I wanted to make sure that his name is Dan that took over my roles and responsibilities of being over North America change management and um, innovation for delivery was going to be set up and there was going to be no questions, processes, procedures. That's the engineering me. All of that was going to be done. And it was, but if I know what I know now, and if I knew that back then I would have recognized that Lolita, your 80% is somebody else's a thousand percent. When you show up, you always show up. You don't have to work yourself into the bone because guess what? That meal is gonna be complete with or without you. Those are the things that now I said that when I do this next thing in my life, I will make sure that I pour into people in a way that it is so specific that I pull out and I look intently, that I listen intently, that I know this is what I see in you. And when I can tell you this is what I see in you, then now you will recognize that your 80%, honey, is somebody else's 1,000%. Your 1,000% is out of this world. Is you starting your own company. Is you doing something differently. I want you to know that. So back to your question, because I can't go off. Back on your question is, what did that process feel like? Well, I'll tell you what. When I recognized that I wasn't getting the same steady paycheck, it, it felt a whole lot different. So I had to make some choices on, Lolita, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back into a corporate environment where you know you can thrive with a different company? Huh, maybe. I, I knew where the paycheck was going to come from because it starts to feel a little uncomfortable. But then what I also recognized is, well, no, what else can you do? So I started asking people, what do you, what are my strengths? What, what are my strengths? Um, what, what am I really good at? What did you appreciate from me when I was in corporate? And I was asking everybody, I was asking peers, I was asking subordinates, I was asking folks that were higher than me. I was asking folks that I work with in church. I was asking everybody, I was asking everybody. And when I pulled all of it together, what it told me was this, Lolita, your superpower is literally what I've already said. Your superpower is literally being able to look at me and tell me what is inside of me so that I have perspective, so that I have direction, so that I have someone to hold me accountable and clear the lens on where I want to go. Lolita, this, this guy, this gentleman, um, he's probably about 75 now, but I remember his name is Joe. Just talked to him last weekend. He was my employee. And he said to me, you are the only manager. You are the only manager, Lolita, who has ever let me off a leash and allowed me to really sit in all of my greatness because I'm good at what I do. You are the only person who didn't make me stay in a box, who I told what I wanted to do, where my vision was, and you helped me get there. What? What? How long have you been at this company? What? So those type of things are what 
what when I left corporate, I sat on and I reflected that pause I told you about, right? This is me gaining my power. This is me, this is me fueling myself up to now recognize that what I am is a coach. What I am is I'm already helping people to transition. What people are coming to me for, like what are people coming to you for? What people are coming to me for is to help them to shift during transition, is to help them to really operate differently. And that equals a coach. Then I'm like, well, hell, I got an engineering degree. I got an MBA. I get certified and stuff, get certified in coaching. And that's what I did. And the more and more I went through my own transition, the more and more I wrote it down, the more and more it became a book, the more and more I started talking about my vision, the more and more I started speaking more, the more and more I was asked, the more and more I was pulled, right? The more and more now I'm on a TEDx stage, the more and more now I'm in Breakfast with Champions, right? <laughs> I love that story of Lolita. And what I would encourage people is that if you're feeling uncomfortable, because uh, I, I get to work with job seekers a lot, and I get to work with people that are in between and in in, in, um, in between jobs and careers, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you feel like the writing is on the wall, right, and a lot of people do at their at their current uh, work environment, you know, take that pause, like Lolita was saying, start to reflect, um, because a lot of times when you feel uncomfortable, what's happening is um, God's kind of shaken up the nest, okay? And here's what I mean by that. Um, if you ever look at uh, eaglets, like little baby eagles, right? Um, the, the mama eagle will make, will make the nest real, real nice, warm and cozy. We'll put all nice uh, uh, feathers in there and, and make it nice and co cozy and feed the, e the eaglets uh, up until the point where it's time to fly, it's time to jump. And it'll start pulling all the cozy, comfortable, all the feathers out. And underneath those feathers is a bunch of thorns and spikes and a bunch of uncomfortable. And, and it'll actually stop feeding the, the little eaglets. So they get so uncomfortable that they actually jump. They take that leap of faith so that they can fly. And, um, you know, I would encourage anyone that's that feels like the writing's on the wall and where they're at in corporate America, just to kind of pause for a minute, reflect on what's important to you. And it could be that God's trying to tell you something that it may be a time to jump and take that leap of faith. Now, I'm not saying everybody just could quit your job and, you know, quit. You need to, um, you know, pray about it and, uh, and uh, really come to that conclusion. But uh, it was the best decision I made. So, Lolita, I wanted to um, ask you that question about your journey and, and how that all came about. So there you go. I love it. And you know what? It's scary. It is scary. And it's scary when you are unfamiliar. The unknown is scary. That's fear. Right. What are we fearful of? We're fearful of the unknown because we're used to comfortability. We're used to this routine. We're used to being good at what we do. We're used to being a big dog. And sometimes, at least for me, when you leap in, when I leaped into entrepreneurship, listen, there was no one in my family. There is no one in my family that is an entrepreneur. So I wasn't familiar with that space. Matter of fact, I was so green. Let me tell you this. I didn't even know that people in corporate had other jobs. I was there for almost 20 years. I'm pretty smart. I didn't even know that was a thing because that's not how I was raised. I was raised that you're going to go to school. My father didn't even go to high school. I was raised, you will go to college. We don't have money. You figure it out. 
different. I was raised that then you'll get a good paying job. My mom, I mean, my dad, I remember when they courted me, the corporate, I, I did an internship. So my boss took me out, my mom and I, and dad out. We went to a restaurant that was so fancy. We'd never been, it didn't even have at this, it didn't even have um, prices on the menu, right? So we'd never been to that before. And my father was all excited and, the, and, and my manager, Angela Thawley, she, she has this envelope and she pushes it across the table and my dad grabs it and she says, this is the salary we're willing to pay you. And my dad opens it. I didn't even see it. And he says, yes, we'll take it. My dad, you know why? Because the, it was more than what the combination of them were making at the time. That salary right there that she gave to me was more than what combined my parents made. And what I knew in that moment, I was kicking him under the table. He, my father's Jamaican, he didn't, he didn't care. He's like, yep, we're on it. What do we need to do next? She's on it. She says, yes, that's the answer. But what I recognized was that money was only $1,000 over what they could bring anybody into the company with. I'm gonna say that again. That salary was only $1,000 over what they could bring anybody in with. So this is the moral of this story right here is that it doesn't matter where you come from. What it does matter is if you talk to people about what you wanna do, especially if you're just coming out of school, talk to your advisors about what the salary should be. Talk to people, find people. If you're on this Clubhouse app, then guess what? There's plenty of folks you can talk to. Talk about these salaries of what you are worth and what people can pay you. And I will tell you for years, I didn't recognize that it is what you they bring you into the company with, that everything is based on. Now, I made all of that up after I put my first notice in in the company. Another time, I'll tell you that story. But I will tell you that I remember sitting in, I think it's in my book too, I remember when they upped my salary so much. And I remember thinking, there's no way I can stay for this company who watched me work for all of these years for pennies. And now in a split second, in less than 24 hours, you can offer me this. I remember feeling resentment. I do. And I remember talking to Emmanuel Walker, my father, who got me back on track. And hence, I stayed with the company. But I love it. You know, you, you make choices. And then when you know your worth, then you demand other things because you know what you bring to the table. So know your worth. And the way to do that is sit in the power of your paws. The way to do that is ask people what your strengths are. The way to do that is to know what you are good at and what your value add is. What is it that Lolita E. Walker brings to the table that no one else does? When you can answer that question, you walk, you talk, and you behave differently. That's why clarity plus confidence equals the commitment of how you show up every day. Amen, Lolita. We, Amen, sister. Yes, we love your commitment to that. Love and it. I know the father is smiling in heaven at the amazing daughter he raised. We appreciate you so much. I have another question before Trevor does a quick reset. You talked about your writing, and I have the honor of reading your book, The Intersection of You and Change. And it speaks a lot about your change train and this transition turnpike. Can you tell us a little bit more about that journey? Yes, absolutely. I love it. Oh, you guys are on fire today with these questions. Let me tell you, I love your segments. Um, change train. I don't know if I talked about it in this room, but I definitely have inside of my room. 
imagine yourself. I, I think I did. Imagine yourself as the conductor aboard your train, right? Everybody has a train. Mine just happens to be Lolita's change train. Imagine this beautiful luxury liner and imagine your name in script. Mine is in purple because that's my favorite color, right? Imagine you standing as the conductor aboard your train. Now imagine that the train cannot move until you know where you're going. You have to have a destination, which means you have to be looking beyond where you're standing right now. So when you know where it is you're going, even if you don't know the end in destination, you know it's, 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 it's bigger than somewhere you are now. You know it's further and farther than somewhere you are now. So you got to look out and know the direction that you're in. Imagine yourself as the conductor. Now imagine being the conductor aboard your train and being able to choose who you let on and off your train, right? Imagine being able to look at the people who you are surrounded with, the people who you choose to let in, and making a choice, asking yourself, are they going to help me on my journey or are they here to hinder me on my journey? Now know this, God puts people in places and spaces for a reason. So just because someone was on your journey since you were in second grade doesn't mean that they have to be still on your train right now. People are in your lives for reasons and for seasons. So when I talk about a change train, it is talking about a train that you are navigating, this thing called life that you are navigating that is yours, where you have choice where you have choice if you are gonna go straight, if you are gonna go left, if you're gonna go right, if you're gonna stand in the complacency of where you're standing right now, or if you're gonna shrink and go backwards because you already know how you're gonna get over those barriers. I choose to go forward. You make your choice, so you are the conductor aboard what I call your change train. It is because you have choice of change. And one thing we know that's constant is change. So that's the change train. Not only are you permitted, allowed, and chosen to allow people off of your train. But now when those doors are open, you can choose to allow new people onto your train. And this room right here has plenty of people who you can opt in to allow in because you now have a greater destination and you're gonna need some help along that journey. That is recognizing the power of you being the conductor aboard your change train. So now let's talk about how you're gonna change. That's your change train. There's so much inside of it. Transition Turnpike is one of the stops within my book um, on page 17 for those of you all who have my book. And it really is this short stop to talk about we're owning our period of change, more about our train, like what is in our control? What is in our control? We own the power over our behaviors, our energy, our spirit, our actions, our reactions. We own that. So the story I talk about inside of this chapter is how my mom, after my dad passed, and those of you all who have heard me talk about my dad, uh, love the man to death. And when my dad passed, my mom had a new boyfriend in six months. Oh my gosh. Now I try not to judge, but my heart just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't in that space. And so what I talk about in this section is what I call a transition bridge and how there's three phases to change, the ending, the middle, and your renewed space, right? I was still at the ending of what I was holding on to, which was my father. My mom had already gotten to her new renewal, to her new beginnings, to her renewal, and, and, and was able to do that. And there's no judgment there because it was for a number of reasons. But, but what I found is that she was trying to push me into where she was so much. Th this, this guy who's very nice now, Mr. Herman, 
he, he, they were just trying too hard and it was overpowering me. The lesson here is that you own the change. And I needed to communicate that I'm not there yet. I love you. I'm not there yet. And I need to be able to transition along this bridge and go through the, the stages and the phases that are going to help me to get to where you are. And it's okay. That's the thing. It is okay. But not until you have the discussion are you able to really, really talk to people about where they are. So now that we can recognize that there's these three phases of what I call this transition bridge of change, then you'll recognize what you can see in each one and you have a different lens, right? That's that clarity. You start to look a little differently. That's that perspective. And then you can ask yourself these questions inside of those phases and help people to come to the renewed state, but in their own time. And when you can recognize that, you can walk, talk, and behave differently. You can interact differently. You meet people where they are and not force them to where you want them to be. Far too often, we marry potentials. Stop marrying potential of what this person can be when they're showing you what they are right now. Meet me where I am and let's get to where I want to be, but it won't be at the same pace of you. So that's the transition term, Pike. Wow. Lolita. Man, I tell you what, that sounds like a good book. Uh, the intersection of of you and change. Y'all need to make sure you go grab that. Uh, and if you are enjoying today's program in Breakfast with Champions, just imagine how much we'll learn together in person. So this November 5th through 7th in Lexington, Kentucky, Glenn Lundy is celebrating his 1,000th episode of Hashtag Rise and Grind by bringing back his Grow Your Business for God's Sakes conference. So it's all about how you can make more money and more impact. So you're going to see a lot of your favorite Breakfast with Champion fans there. You're going to see Glenn Lundy, Tamara, Amelia, Dave Meltzer, and so many more. And we want to make sure you're there too. So you can go to www.growforgod.com for tickets. And we want to see you there we're so, so, so excited about it. It's going to be amazing. Hey, Lolita, I got another question for you. All right, so, all right, let's do it. Let's do this. I know you've got a podcast, uh, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. Is that right? Coaching that Cocktails and Conversations. Is that the name of your podcast? Absolutely. Isn't it catchy? I Isn't like it, catchy? it. I like it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So um, who has been one of your favorite episodes right well first of all how long have you been doing it because glenn lundy got a thousand episodes how many episodes you got well i'm not quite there but i'm on my way i think hey, i'm around <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm i think i'm around like 30 something maybe 39 40 something like that hey okay okay i like okay. that so okay now let me ask you this who's your favorite episode so far and then what did you unpack what made it your favorite. <laughs> All right. You know, I don't like when people give disclaimers, but let me go ahead and throw one out here. Now, there's some people in this room who have been on my podcast, and I love you all too, okay? But let me tell you, I have a couple of favorites that stick out to me when you ask this question. The first is I interviewed, so this is when I wanted to get ads. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm about to figure out how I can get some sponsors on my podcast, right? 
So I reach out to a black woman who is a candle maker because let me step back. My, my podcast is called Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. Coaching is where I leave you with a couple nuggets. There's always a coaching exercise or an acronym, something that can help shift you differently to help you feel this power that I say is in your pause. Cocktails is not so much about what you're sipping on, but there's absolutely no judgment. Okay. It's, it's 12 o'clock somewhere all the time, but it's about celebrating the greatness of who you are in that moment. And then conversations is just good old fashioned conversations with folks. So there's three little, there's three segments right there. Now I reach out to this woman and I say, hi, I'm Lolita. I, you know, I send her this packet, uh, this sponsorship packet. And she said, yes, before I could even get everything out. She's like, absolutely. And I say, well, 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 thank you. Then I'm thinking to myself, maybe my prices are too low, right? She said yes so quickly. And she says to me, I listen to your podcast. I love your podcast. I absolutely would not even care what it is that you would have charged me. I want in. So if you listen to that episode, uh, shoot, her name is um, Deshaun. But if you listen to, I'll, I'll look it up while, while um, we're here to see the number. She is so amazing. So you'll hear how excited I was. And let me tell you, when she told me yes, it was my first yes of an ad. Y'all, I jumped up and down. I felt like it was party balloons coming on me. I felt the, the, like all the, the stuff was coming down when you win. America's Got Talent. All of those things were happening in the moment. And I showed her every bit of excitement in that moment that I had. It was actually kind of funny now that I think back. So that's one. And we literally talk about the change chain, change train on there. And she's amazing. She talks about how when you are on your change train, Lolita, some people are on there to trash it up. Oh, she's very good. So her name is Deshaun Russell. Then there is, I did uh, my birthday episode where 52 of my friends left me messages and that's poured within. And the reason I loved it is because far too often we don't receive um, the good things that are about us. And this was an opportunity for people to pour into me. Love that episode. And I listen to it in moments where I'm not feeling my best, actually. And then the third one that sticks out is I had an opportunity to, I think it was my one year anniversary, but to interview three men, four men that I considered my closest guy friends. And we all went to Morgan State University together. They challenged me in ways like no one else does. They're so phenomenal. And I said, I want to go into the men's den. So I wanted to hear what's this stuff guys talk about. And it's such a phenomenal episode as well. So those are the three that pop out at me, my, my absolute favorites that I can listen to time and time again. Absolutely love that, Lolita, and I can't wait to hear more of your segments on your podcast, and I know others want to hear that. So anyone in, on the Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club stage and beyond, please definitely check out Lolita's landing page on her Instagram or in her bio so that you can not only listen to this podcast, but you can get that book, The Intersection of You and Change. It is definitely a life changer. So Lolita, you know, during this difficult time of a pandemic of changes, of uncertainty, even with Breakfast with Champions changing our schedule, there are some people just maybe struggling to focus not only on their business life, but personally. What would you share with our audience, those that are struggling, how they can maintain that focus? And right after you answer, we will pivot to questions at that time. So good. Such a good question. Um, 
One is to know that you're not in it alone, right? So the question you asked me was, how do you gain this refocus, especially when you're going through so much change at once? And the first is to know you're not alone, right? You've gotten through this place before. It looked a little different, but you've gotten through a space in a time before where you felt exactly like this. Just know that because guess what? You're standing right here. So you've already been through trials and tribulations. It didn't, it wasn't this exact circumstance, but you felt the same way and you've gotten through it. So when you know that, you know that you're capable. You possess the ability. Now do you possess the willingness, right? I have this uh, AWA, ability, willingness, and action. Do you have the willingness to move to a renewed action? Do you have a willingness to pause, to refocus? Do you have that? Absolutely you do. It's a choice. So I want you to know, one, it's okay. You are not alone. Two, you've been here before and gotten through it, which is why you're standing right here. And three, what if on the other side of this change, there's a bigger, better, and bolder you? What if? So let's go ahead and get there. What if the Lolita on the other side of this change right here is doing something that I can't even imagine right now? is doing something because somebody sees something in me. What if, Dr. Rowe, what if Trevor on the other side of this, what if Sarah, what if Glenn, what if Alpha Six, what if all of us on the other side of this change right here are doing something so amazing that the impact that we are having is one that we can't even fathom right now. What if El Michelle continues to just show up and Snoop Dogg opens up a room looking for her. What? What if on the other side of this change right here, you keep on moving because you are focused not on the circumstance. We don't have time for that. Life is too short. What if you're focused on where it is that you're going? What if you're focused on the direction of where your change train is going? Then folks look for you. Snoop Dogg look for El Michelle. If you, if, listen, if that is not a story of the day, I don't know what is. That is the power of focus. That is the power of showing up. That is the power of driving clarity, of showing up in your confidence. When we think El Michelle, what do you think of? You think of voiceover. You think of a saxophone. You think of a bigger person that we have yet to meet. Someone saw it in her that had the power to shift her life right then. I'm so proud of you, El Michelle. Yep. That's the answer. <laughs> and there's Focus Freeway, too. It's stop seven in my book, which I talk about focus and give some um, small exercises on how to shape your focus and really think differently around that. Amen, Lolita. I love how you amplify others in the middle of us uh, giving you accolades. You give them to El Michelle, and that just speaks to your character and the true leadership that you possess in everything that you do. So we appreciate you, and we we honor you for being on our stage today, not only as a fellow moderator, but just as a phenomenal woman indeed. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank I, you. You are so welcome. I know there's some amazing people who have questions for you. And um, while we have people flash their mics, um, Trevor and I will identify who you are. 
we would love to have comments and or questions of Lolita and I'll open the hand raiser to maybe pick a couple people right off the bat I do see Maria and I think that was Maitreya sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly so you can go in that order and then Trevor will pick out the other two thank you so much Dr. Rowe thank you for this opportunity to ask Lolita a question Lolita you're inspiring <laughs> I'm like overwhelmed you're amazing I want to ask you what are your non-negotiables oh that's so good oh my goodness that's so good I love that question um, and so to anybody before I answer that I believe that an exercise that you should always do is what are your core values and they sit at the base of what I call your foundation right so anything that is against my core values I'm saying no to absolutely if it does not push me in a speed like my velocity of where it is that I want to go right if it's against what I believe fundamentally in my faith it's a no if it compromises the relationship I have with my family it's a no if it means I'm not having fun in the process it's a no even on my toughest days, when I'm doing my toughest work, when I'm still editing my podcast, and I know I need to outsource that, y'all. It just takes too much time, but I love doing it. I know I need to outsource it. I know. And I said by December 31st of 2021, it will happen, but it's probably going to happen way before. Here's the thing. I don't negotiate when people ask me to do things if it, if it hinges upon any of my core values, I have to say no. And I think there's power in your no because your no actually is you saying yes to you. And I'll tell you that I got more of that, Maria, when I, when I leaked from corporate. And I can't even blame corporate because I had a choice on how much I put in, how much work I put in. And one could ask myself, why were you putting in so much work? What were you trying to prove? What were you doing? A whole nother show. But non-negotiables for me, or anything that want to crack the foundation of principles of core values that are me. It's a hard no. Thanks for that question. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. So I saw there were some other mics flashing up in here. I see Dr. Janie, Dr. Janie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Trevor, Dr. Rowe. Great segment. Lolita had the honor of being a guest on her uh, podcast. It was so, so much fun. You know, and I appreciate hearing more about your book and all the things that you pour out into the world. And you and I know we have something in common. We, have, we are boy moms. And I'm a big believer that the greatest gift that we give to the world is, being, is having the honor to raise up our children. So if your son is in, he's 35 years old, and he's in America's favorite psychotherapist's office, and she asked him, tell me about who your mother was to you growing up. What would he tell us, Lolita? Oh, that's Dr. such Dana. a good question. <laughs> that's so good. What would my nine-year-old son say? He would say, my mother, he would start off, my mother's crazy, because he always tells me that. My mother is crazy. Um, my mother loves me. My mother makes me do affirmations every day. He would say, oh, this is so good. I can't wait to ask him today. He's in Boston for the summer. Oh, I can't wait to ask him this today. He will say um, she's mean at times. 
he, he thinks I'm mean when I ask him to do work that he doesn't want to do or read a book. He, he'll say that. Uh, oh, and he'll say she's fun. I like to have fun with her. That's what he would say. I can't wait to ask him to see if I, it's true. I'll let you know. <laughs> Love it. And up next, I saw, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, so excuse me if I do. Is it Matreya? Matreya Phillips? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was my trailer. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, Lolita. Um, love your energy so, so much. Um, my question is, uh, this is this is something that I'm personally challenged with every day, and it's to do with all of the negativity that's, um, that's surrounding uh, me uh, in the world. And um, some days it's just like such a challenge to actually you know, find my spirit, find that light and just like, you know, be unstoppable, have that, that force of energy. Um, what are some of the things that you do yourself to, to find that light within you so that you can be a powerhouse woman um, and show up in the world this way? Oh, such a great question. Um, thank you for that question. Um, I do a couple things. I stand on the foundation of my faith. So my perspective in life is, is that God put us on this earth to live our best life. God put us on this earth to impact and to serve. That's my perspective on life. God put us on this earth. So it's my responsibility to sit in gratitude. So it is important for me to tell you that because that shapes my, my perspective and the things that I do. So what are the things that I do every morning to put myself in a space of, yes, I'm ready to go into this world. One, I allow myself and give myself permission to sit in my emotions. So if I feel like crying, I'll do that. If I feel like laughing, I'll do that and know it's okay. But what I know because of my perspective is that there is bigger, better, and bolder for me. I say that all the time, bigger, better, and bolder for me out there. So I don't allow myself to sit in places that will keep me down for too long, but I believe in expressing your emotions. Every morning I wake up in the routine that I have is to give gratitude. Every morning when I wake up, I give gratitude. Every morning when I wake up, I pray and thank God that I am here, I am breathing, and I ask for that I have an impact on somebody's life today. Every morning I say what I call the Be Free Creed. If we have time, I'll, I'll say it before we end. Every morning I say that, and it's because I wrote that when I was at the lowest point in my life. And I remember being on the floor crying in a fetal position, and out of that gratitude that I said in those moments came this here, this Be Free Creed. And I say it every day, it, it, it guides me. I also affirm myself daily. And here's another thing I do, too, is I have a small wins board. Every day, we write down, everybody in my household writes down one small win that we have for every day in the month. At the end of that month, we read every single one of those aloud because we remind ourselves that the small wins we have in life equal the big impacts that we'll have on others. So that is a principle that I live by. Those are some of the things. But I'll tell you this. When you look at the news and you see the chaos that is happening around the world, sometimes people feel guilty that they're living this life right here, right? Like, why can't those people be living this life? Why are those people suffering? And this is what I say. I work in what I can control. I work in the power of prayer. I work in 
the notion of who I am as an individual and I help how I can, when I can. And that means serving in nonprofits, going to charities, making sure I'm helping, giving money when I have it financially, like helping in ways that I can to help people and pray that that money is going to where it needs to be. So hopefully some of those helped you, but that's how I stay in the moments. And I look back at what I call an I am wonderful folder, which really houses um, accolades that people give to me, whether they're DMs, et cetera. I look at those sometimes just to remind me that I'm greatness where I stand. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, you're a beautiful Thank human being. Thank, Thank you. you for that. And Lolita, you know that I, we have counted about 10 people who have flashed for you. So I know we don't have time for all of them in the next five minutes. But I did want to give uh, Glenn the opportunity to make any comments or statements to you. And if that's brief enough, we'll go to GI. And then um, I just have a quick announcement. And then Trevor's going to segue us into the amazing Danelle Delgado. Glenn, are you there? Okay, so he may be away at this moment. So GI, lovely lady, I know you were flashing. If we can yes. be brief for your question or comment. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I will have to tell you ladies and all of the amazing champions in the room, I so do regret not going to New York. I had my ticket and the rest is not important, but I can't wait to uh, to meet you in Kentucky. Your spirit, Lolita, this whole session has, um, as I say, when Mary met Martha and Jesus and John uh, recognized each other in the womb, my spirit left. And so with that, I want to ask you about worth and about value, because when you spoke about, you know, the whole story about, uh, you know, your your salary and the evolution of that, and then you know, realizing your, you know, your 1000% was, uh, you know, other people's 80. Speak to me about how you continually remind yourself of your value in an environment that's trying to tell you that you're not of value. This is GI, uh, always got inspired uh, by this room. Hey, GI, what a great question. Um... How do I stay motivated and inspired and pushing out value when other people in other environments want to tell me that I'm not worth as much as I know I am? That's the question, right? I think so. Yes, um, yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, the first thing I'll let you know is that we must know our value. And sometimes it's very difficult. Even when I started my business with pricing, it, it, it sometimes knowing your value is so big. We could have a whole room just on this. But what I'll say is that value sometimes is, is worth more than money. You can't put a price tag on the value that you bring to this world. So where I start is what I shared earlier is know the strengths that you have. And the reason why I, I love that exercise so much that I do with all of my clients, no matter who you are, no matter what position you are, we all start with what are your strengths? What are your core strengths? Right. The other thing is when you know that you show up differently and when you know and you choose to go into environments. Right. So I'll use corporate. So some people had such a tough time in corporate. And when there's so many around you that are not seeing the worth of what you're bringing to the table, you choose 
if you want to stay in that environment? And if the answer is yes, then how are we going to navigate differently so that you can move and navigate in spaces that are not pulling and draining all of you? That to me is to have conversations, is to be intentional, is to leverage your individual development plans, your work plans, so that now they are showing up like this is how I want to move personally. This is the training I need professionally and being intentional on what that looks like. It is showing up consistently. It is doing the work of who you are. It's leaving expectations of others at the sidelines because they become distractions to where it is that you're going. They become distractions. And what happens when all of these distractions want to crowd you on your journey, right? You, you can't move. You get stuck. Imagine like just being stuck. We don't have time for that. So when you know your value, when you know your worth, you move in that and, and people will see it. It might not be tomorrow. People will see it. And I gave a couple of examples of where people see it. I gave the El Michelle one because I'm so excited for her. I can't wait to call her later. It's so good. Um, people will see it and they will recognize it. And when you get tired enough, you'll leave because you know that you're bigger and better. You do. You're a beautiful lady. Thank you for <laughs> Thank your you. generosity. Love you. Absolutely. Love you too. Thank you so much, Lolita, for being not only an amazing guest here on Breakfast with Champions Millionaire Club, but a part of our moderating family, certified coach, TEDx speaker, an amazing consultant that you are. So can we all unmike and just give Miss Beautiful Lolita a warm thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You rocked it, Lolita. Thank you. Thank you, Lolita. Thanks, y'all. And listen, you can come back on Thursdays, you guys. How did I forget to say that? Thursdays is a firehouse. Listen, Transformation Thursdays. I will be. I heard Fanzo's coming on at one. Princeton's coming on at three. I'm coming on at four. It's such a massive, massive undertaking. And listen, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see the whole lineup Thursdays, you guys. Clear your calendars because we are pouring into some transformation. I love it. Thank you, um, Trevor and Dr. Rowe, for um, interviewing me. It was so much fun. I had a ball myself. Woo! Yeah, so excited. Great job, Lolita. You are fire. And uh, guys, I also want to throw something out there for anybody in the audience who could potentially be in between your next best success. What I mean by that is you might be in transition. You might be a job seeker. Maybe you're looking to get back to your cash flow. I have a free career transition summit that's just for you, and it's tomorrow, okay? So you can go to my Instagram bio. There's a link there. It is free, 99. I want to help you get back to your cash flow. So come connect with me. If you're a job seeker in the audience, or maybe you're just in between uh, that next best success, come connect with me so I can show you how to get noticed in this job search. Now, I am going to hand this thing over to somebody who also can help you get some of that cash flow. Someone they call the millionaire maker. I think that's what they call her, the millionaire maker. The one, the only, Danelle Delgado. No, she can't have the mic. She's not allowed. <laughs> she is not allowed. Do not hand her the mic. Turn off the walkout music. No, 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 no. Turn it and, off. Turn and it off. Missy Elliott. <laughs> you did have Missy Elliott. No, first I have to say, because I, I know Dr. Rowe went to call on me. I couldn't unmic fast enough. 
but Lolita with a T. Girl, are you kidding me? Golly, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're one of those people. There, there are a few people out there that bring a lot of value, right? There, 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 there's a lot of people that bring a lot of value. And then there are people that you start to learn what to expect from those people and they deliver on those expectations. And then there's the rare few that continue to surprise me because every time I hear them, there's another level, there's a deeper level, there's another impact, there's another inspiring point. And Lolita, that's what you bring to the table. You're so unpredictable in what you're going to bring, but so incredibly predictable on the fact that it's always going to be absolute fire. So thank you for that. And I'm so, so grateful that you are joining the Breakfast of Champions team. And you'll be having your own segment. Thursdays are definitely lit as we continue to expand and progress here on Breakfast with Champions. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.